The following audio is from Lifehouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or lifehousechurch.org. The good life. So what is the good life? So now I want you to imagine, this is gonna be like a, a very cathartic experience, like being in counseling and you're learning uh, relaxation techniques. So I, I just want you to do this with me at all of our campuses, just close your eyes and just imagine you're at the beach. Oh. And, and maybe, maybe you've got kids and so, you know, they're like chucking sand in your face and whatever. I mean, you know, you're, you're there and you're playing. It's beautiful sun and you put your sunscreen on so you're not worried about getting cancer and it's awesome. I mean, the sun is just, and, and you've built a, a pleasant sandcastle. I mean, it's really pretty. The waves are just gently kind of coming in. And if you're like me, you know, you're like all covered in sand because you're playing with the kids and you're making a mess, and, and, but you're building this, you know, really cool sandcastle. You got all your little play tools there. And, and then the weather starts to change. You ever had this experience? It's, uh, it's a little frustrating, but uh, you know, you kind of feel like you're gonna, you're gonna uh, wait it out. You kind of see this dark, these dark clouds rolling in, and then the water starts to pick up. The waves start to break a little bit more seriously, a little closer to shore. You start pulling your kids out of the water because you're afraid one of them's gonna get washed away. And, uh, and, and you start realizing like, this thing isn't just gonna pass. Like this storm is sticking around. And so while it was really fun to enjoy the sun and you were enjoying getting a tan, um, you know, playing in the sand and building sandcastles while it's fun, it doesn't make for a great foundation. Am I right? And so while you were previously looking for the sun, now you're looking for safety. Am I? The only one I've never, maybe I need to tell you a real story. So last year we were on vacation. We, we found this, uh, I took the girls to a beach. Laura wasn't really excited about bringing our little baby to the beach. And so she said, I'll stay back. You guys go to the beach, enjoy the day. So we found this incredible beach. I mean, it was right on the Atlantic, but I mean, it, it felt like it was like a pool. And I was like, the whole day, I was like, I'm telling you, we could definitely bring the little guys here. I mean, they could play in the water, it'd be no big deal. And so the next day I convinced Laura to come with us, only when we showed up, I was like, I'm telling you, it wasn't like this yesterday. I mean, there were people out surfing. Like, I mean, it was like for real waves. And the whole time I'm like, Laura, I'm telling you, it wasn't like this. She, she's over there trying to like, you know, bottle feed our little baby and like the wind and the rain and like a storm is like raging through the area. And I'm like, I'm telling you, it was beautiful yesterday. It was like pristine. It was like the water was like not quite glass, but it was definitely not much more than a pool. And, uh, and, and here's my point, right? Like there's this moment when you shift from having fun, just kind of enjoying the good life of the beach to looking for safety and security. And so let's be silly for a moment, right? If, if this moment's coming and the storm is upon us, you don't build, you don't dig deeper and build a bigger sandcastle because you look ridiculous. Am I right? No, you pack up your stuff and you head for safety. You get out of the lightning, you get out of the storm, you get out of your kids getting washed into the deep and you go and you get in the car and you get frustrated going, are you kidding me? Just wanted one more day at the beach. Or you get into a hotel or into a building and you hide. And so here's the question, right? We live in a little bit of chaotic times. 
where we would love the idea of playing on the beach, building sandcastles, but the reality is storms come upon us, storms in our mind, storms in our emotions, storms in our finances, storms in our family, storms in the world around us. And the waves seem to be crashing and the waves grow larger, the sandstorm begins to pick up and we go looking for security. So, so my question to you is, where do you go for security? What's anchoring your life? Or are you and I building our lives like sandcastles? Are we anchoring our life on the sand? What, in essence, what's holding the foundation of our life? And so imagine with me a culture filled with most of the news is fake news. Hidden agendas are driving the economy and politics, racism, prejudice, and the abuse of the poor and the weak is beginning to rise up in the culture. And there's even a growing fear of the increase of migrant workers in the nation, and that would be a great picture of the first century on the island of Crete. The island of Crete is the southernmost island in the nation of Greece. If you looked at it on a map right now, it would kind of be like right smack in the middle of the Mediterranean. A beautiful nation, I mean, you know, palm trees and gorgeous weather, but a nation in the first century that was incredibly corrupt. In fact, it was well known as an island filled with liars and drunkards and lazy people, thus why there was an increase in migrant workers. Um, it was also a center in the Mediterranean for piracy. So really good, good nation. And um, the apostle Paul, took one of his apprentices named Titus with him on a missionary trip. They went on a mission trip. They showed up in the island of Crete. And while they were there, uh, the apostle Paul is, is bringing Titus with him to show him how he starts churches. And so they spend some time there. Paul preaches and some people begin to believe in Jesus. And after they believe in Jesus, Paul begins to teach them and lead them and train them. And then he goes, all right, you guys are good. I'm moving on. And he leaves Titus, this young guy, who's a brand new pastor. He goes, okay, Titus, you're in charge. Good luck. And here's this young guy, Titus, who's like, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, basically he's feeling like Laura, holding a little baby in the middle of a storm where daddy's saying, no, no, I'm telling you, this is a great beach, everything's wonderful. And he's like, this is bad. This is not fun. Um, and so about 63 AD, the apostle Paul writes a letter to Titus, encouraging him and challenging him on how to lead this brand new church on this crazy, corrupt, and chaotic island. And his opening statement offers us insight into how we gain calm in chaos. Did I get your attention? You guys ready? How do we get calm in chaos? Chaos. In essence, how do we live the good life even when the wind and the storms are swirling around us? And so I'm going to bring you to the letter. The Apostle Paul writes this letter around 63 AD. This letter gets delivered to Titus. He reads it to the church in Crete, but then it gets passed down generation after generation, and it gets included in the Bible. 
And so I'm gonna read it to you from the Bible, but now you know the context of it and the island where he's writing this to. And so let's read, this is how the, the letter opens. Paul, so he kind of introduces himself right off the bat. Most of them knew him because they met him, but he wanted to remind them. He said, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. The word apostle is a word to describe someone who is in a lead authority, but sent on mission. You get that? So he goes, I am a servant of God, but I'm also a spokesperson of God sent on a mission to share the message of Jesus. So he goes, Paul, a servant of God and a messenger and sent one of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect, of those who put their faith in Jesus. Further the faith of God's elect and further their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness in the hope of eternal life, which God who does not lie promised before the beginning of time and which now at his appointed season, he has brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God, our savior to Titus, my true son in our common faith. There it is, yay! And this is, his, this is kind of his lo- closing statement of his introduction. Did you catch that? This is how he closes. So he goes, grace and peace from God, the Father and Christ Jesus, our Savior. So there it is. Yay! Don't you feel like you're living the good life now? So I read that to you. Believe it or not, that's Paul's recipe for how you gain calm in chaos. That, that's how when the storm comes in and you are busy building sandcastles you know, on sand, thinking it was just about fun, Paul is saying, no, it's not about fun, it's about a foundation. And he gives you the secret to how you gain calm in chaos. And maybe for you right now, your life is calm. Everything seems totally calm. You feel like our nation's calm. You feel like your work is calm. You, everything's great. Hey, then this message is gonna have very little application to you. But for any of you who've been smacked upside the head by a wave, for any of you who've kind of had your world turned a little bit upside down by the chaos and storms around you, this may be super applicable. And so I wanna challenge you. Here is, here is the secret, the insight that Paul offers Titus and this brand new church and to people living on the island of Crete, an island devastated by immorality, an island devastated by crime, by piracy, by lying and drunkenness, an island devastated by people living selfishly. And Paul gives them this secret to calming chaos. And it's simply this, it's, he's saying the key for him was where he finds his identity and what he builds his life on. He said, I, I don't find my identity in myself, but in Jesus. My identity is not in you know, my career, but in who I'm serving. And my, my calm in chaos is in how I've built my life. And so the key here is this. You could build your life on your job, your career. You could build your job on your reputation or your education. You could build your life on religion. But Paul is challenging them not on what they build their life, but on whom they build their life. And so the key is this. I want to challenge you to, if the only way you're going to gain calm in chaos is if you and I, we build what lasts. Can I encourage you to take a moment and write that down? Challenge you that the only way we're going to gain calm in chaos is if we build what lasts. So I want to challenge you. 
Stop building your life on sand. Stop building sand castles. Start building what lasts. It's very similar to, and it reminds us of this moment when Jesus was teaching. And he he was talking about a very similar idea, this kind of good life. And so I'm gonna jump back time to the teachings of Jesus where he's writing it and it gets recorded by a man named Matthew. Matthew writes out the life and teachings of Jesus and we're gonna read that to you in Matthew chapter seven where Jesus is speaking and he says this, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. And then he says this, like Laura and I's experience with our kids at the beach, the rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, and they beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But then Jesus switches and he goes like this, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and they beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. When the storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. So I I kind of switched two different uh, translations of the Bible because I wanted you to really understand what Jesus is saying here because it really parallels the writing of the Apostle Paul in his letter to Titus and the island of Crete. And so the challenge is this. Jesus is writing and he says, anyone who hears my words and does them is like a man who builds his house on a rock. It stands through the storm. Anyone who hears my words and does not do them is like a man who builds his life on the sand and it collapses when the storms come. And when I, when I hear those words, I want calm and chaos. I want my life to stand through the storm. I want my peace to stand through the storm. I want my emotions to stand through the storms. I, I want my finances. I want my my well-being, I want my legacy to stand through the storm. But what we hear is that that's impossible because every one of us started our life and have built our life on sand. Why is that? Because you and I have a spiritual sickness, a spiritual sandcastle that is devastating the foundation of our life. You and I were born with an instinct called sin. And that sin is like sand. And sin undermines our, le- our life. And in essence, sin is kicking your legs out from underneath you. Sin is this spiritual force where we reject God and we go off and do what we want. We, want. we ignore the teachings of Jesus. And Jesus said, anyone who builds their life but, but doesn't do what I told them to do is like someone who builds his life on sand. Sin causes us to build our life on sand. And what happens is when we ignore God, we go our own direction, we build our life on selfishness, on just trying to survive. We build our life on getting what we want, on pursuing our dreams, our agenda, our hopes, and that life will collapse. 
And not just collapse in this lifetime, but sin devastates us forever. So it ruins this life, it leads to death, and it leads to eternal judgment. But Jesus came and offered a new way. He said, yes, that's sin. Anyone who ignores my teachings, that's what sin does, will cause them to build their life on sand and that life will collapse. But he said, but anyone who hears my words and does them is like a wise man who builds his life on the rock. So this is what the apostle Paul is writing about. Maybe you didn't connect the dots, but I'm gonna help you connect the dots. So let's go back and read Titus chapter one, verse one, where he says this, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. And here's his purpose, to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. What's the point of, of this opening statement? If we're gonna build what lasts, we have to build on what lasts. I want you to write that down. If I'm gonna build what lasts, I have to build on what lasts. This is really obvious, right? Like it, it doesn't matter how great of a house you build, right? It doesn't matter how strong of a house you build. Maybe you're a carpenter. Maybe you've built something in your lifetime. Maybe you've built something that you really wanted to last. It doesn't matter how great your structure is. It doesn't matter how amazing your carpentry skills are. If you build a great structure on a crummy foundation, it's going down. You with me so far? I, I had this experience. My parents uh, asked me to help them build a deck. And this was an epic deck, like a two-story, really cool deck when we lived in New York. And uh, man, we were out there and we dug these huge footers. I'm talking like, these things could have held up a skyscraper. And we put the forms in there. So once we dug these gigantic holes, uh, we put the form, and we did it all by hand, by the way, just saying and uh, put these big forms in there to hold the structure. The next morning when the concrete, when, when the truck was coming to help us pour the concrete, we came out and we had gotten rain that night and all those forms had collapsed because we didn't use rubber forms or plastic ones. We used these cheaper um, paper ones. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? You buy these like cardboard ones and they had all caved in and our holes had caved in. And we were like, oh! And so we had to redig all these holes. Oh my goodness. So here's the point, right? If you want to... You're gonna build something that lasts, you gotta build on what lasts. You gotta build a strong foundation. What you build on will determine whether it lasts. That's the point of Jesus' teaching. And this is what Paul's saying. He goes, Paul, he's telling them, here's who I am. I am a servant of God and I know who I am in Jesus. I have a mission and my mission is to encourage further the faith of those who believe in Jesus. And this is his point. When the world around you is chaotic, when, when it looks like the sand is going to get sucked out from underneath your feet, I want to teach you how to build your life on the rock, on the foundation. I want you to know who you are. I want to know what you're built on. I want to encourage you that who you are is determined by who you build on. You're not gonna build on religion. You're not gonna build on your own education. You're not gonna build on your career. You're not even gonna build on your successes your family, your friends, you're gonna build on Jesus. And this is, the, this is the challenge of the Apostle Paul. He goes, I've built my life on knowing and serving Jesus. So here, here's the message. Jesus saw that our lives were getting, we were getting our legs kicked out from underneath us by sin. That sin was sand that every one of us were building on. And so Jesus comes to earth, not just to teach good things, but to overcome the power of sin, 
Sin that devastates. Sin that leads to eternal ruin. And so Jesus, what he does is he takes our collective eternal judgment and he puts it on himself. The guilt and shame that we carry as a consequence of sin. He puts it all on himself so that when Jesus dies, he dies once for all. So that anyone who believes in Jesus by faith is forgiven of their sins and given new life. And when you believe in Jesus by faith, imagine it like this. When you believe in Jesus by faith, it's as if you are reborn. I'll give you a better word picture, another word picture. Imagine your life like a house, whatever you, however you would imagine your house. And when you believe in Jesus by faith, when your house was previously built on the sand of sin, he tears it down and he rebuilds your life on a rock, on a solid foundation, that foundation being Jesus. So you build on what lasts and the only foundation that will last is your faith in Jesus Christ. That's what the apostle Paul is saying. He goes, I am a servant of God, a messenger of Jesus to encourage you to go further in your faith. Meaning, don't just stand on the rock of Jesus. Begin to build your life on Jesus. Now listen to me, this is important. Everyone's gonna face storms. So maybe right now it's calm. Things are going well. Things are going great in your marriage or with your kids. Things are going great in that dating relationship. And, and please, I am not coming to be, you know, the dark clouds on a great sunny beach day. I want to talk to you about the good life. And that is that no matter what, the clouds are going to come. The storms are going to come. The rain is going to beat against the house. There's going to be lightning. There's going to be moments in your life, in your good life, that where you're going to get rocked. Even if you build your life on the rock of Christ Jesus, the rain, the storms, the clouds are going to beat against your house. The difference between the house that stands and the house that falls is the foundation. Jesus is not saying, listen to me carefully, I just want to come into your life and I just want to redecorate your bedroom. I just, I just want to hang a few pictures. I want, to, I want you to put a cross on the wall. I just want you to put a picture of, you know, of, of me up in your bathroom. Jesus isn't even saying, I want to renovate your kitchen. Jesus saying, I want to tear down your life that will collapse. And I want to rebuild your life on me as the rock. And then I want you to build your life in such a way that it will last. You hear this? Some of, some of us, when we first heard about Jesus, we thought that it was going to be a minor renovation. We, we thought that it was going to be a little bit of repair work. My... my I was going to say plumbing isn't working, but <laughs> might just take you in all kinds of weird directions. So, you know, um, the, you know, I got a, I got a, you know, I got a problem with the electrical connections in my house or, um, you know, I got this small repair project. My garage door isn't working properly and I need Jesus to come and fix my problems. He's going to make my, the current house I have, he's going to make it better. But Jesus is not saying, I want to repair in your life what's broken. He is saying, I want you, the only way you're going to build your life on the rock when your life is currently on the sands of sin is this house has to come down and get built on this one. 
You with me so far? So this is a complete rebuilding. Now, some of you are like, oh, I don't want to go through that. No, no, no. This isn't a problem. This house is going to collapse. This house is going to be destroyed. It is not a burden or a problem to move my life and build it on Jesus. Some of you right now, you would be better off starting from scratch on the foundation of Jesus than continuing to try to improve this life that is anchored on sand. I hope I have your attention. You start fresh. Start your marriage fresh. Start your parenting fresh. Start your career fresh on the foundation of Jesus and then begin to build from scratch. Now let's talk about building from scratch on the foundation of Jesus. Paul continues in his writing and he says this. Um, so he goes, I am a, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. What is he saying here? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you like, I'm gonna unpack this for you, but let's just give you the big idea. So I challenge you, build what lasts. If you're gonna build what lasts, you have to build on what lasts. But if you build on the foundation of Jesus and then you build a life of straw, the only thing that's gonna be left is you on the rock of Jesus. Why not build a life that will last? Why not build a legacy that will last? So, so the challenge would be this. What Paul is saying here is this, build with what lasts. What you build with will determine what lasts. If you build with what is temporary, then what you're building is temporary. If you're building with selfishness, what you've built is a life of selfishness. What you build with will determine what lasts. So Jesus in his teaching is saying, the wise man builds his foundation on my teachings. And what you build is on the teachings of Jesus. You're building with the teachings of Jesus. And that's what the apostle Paul says. He goes, my mission, I am a servant of God. I know my identity. My identity isn't in my education. Here's a guy who in essence, the apostle Paul, had like a PhD in Jewish religion. All right, he was super educated. He had all of the status in, in the nation of Israel. He was a prominent leader. He was well known, but... He said, I am not building my life on the foundation of my reputation. I am not building my life on the foundation of my education. I am not gonna build with my career, my successes. I am building on my faith in Jesus. And I'm gonna encourage others to build on their faith in Jesus and then build with the teachings that lead to the knowledge of truth that eventually helps you to live a godly life. So he gives three steps. It's pretty interesting. He goes, start with your faith in Jesus. That's your foundation. Then build with teaching the knowledge of truth. Meaning there is a right and a wrong way to make decisions. There's a right and a wrong way to live. He goes, I want you to grow in your knowledge of truth, but it, you can't stop at truth. You have to actually take that truth and then live it out. That's the godliness part. The, the easiest way to understand the word godliness is it means this, the right way to live in relationship with God so that my lifestyle reflects the way God lives through me. Godliness. So he goes, first, you have to have your foundation on the faith of Jesus. Then you begin to build with 
the teachings of Jesus, the knowledge of truth. But as you build, it needs to become a lifestyle of acting and living the way God acts and lives through your life. That's godliness. So here's our challenge. I began with faith in Jesus. Then the good life is that I begin to build my life with the teachings, the knowledge of truth. What is Jesus teaching me? And the only way you're gonna know this is if you study. Now here's the deal, right? So maybe some of you are thinking, well, I come to church, I, I come to Lifehouse, and man, we have, a, we have an awesome pastor who teaches us the knowledge of truth. Thank you, you're, you're fantastic. And I haven't even, I haven't been here for several weeks and we've had amazing pastors come in and they're, they're teaching you to build your life on faith of Jesus and the knowledge of truth, right? And you're like, I've got it. We got this great pastoral team. We got amazing campus pastors. Yeah, but what do you do when you don't have a pastor standing next to you and you gotta make a critical decision? You can't wait till the weekend to hear us preach about that. You and I need to build our lives daily on a lifestyle of knowing the teachings of Jesus by studying and growing in our knowledge of truth. How? The great thing is you have access to the Bible. Would you begin to build a lifestyle of reading the Bible, of studying the Bible, of memorizing the Bible, of knowing God's word, so that when the storms are hitting up against your life, you're not getting knocked over. You're able to stand your ground because you know what is true. And then, and then the Apostle Paul says, but, but don't stop at the knowledge of truth, at just knowing the teachings of Jesus, right? Jesus said, it's not enough just to know my teachings. He said, the one who builds his life on the foundation of me as the rock is the one who does what I say. Some of us are content just to learn things. And we thought that reading the Bible and going to church was just about learning. But I want, I want, you to, be really, I want to be really clear with you. It's not about learning. It's about becoming. It's about becoming the church. It's about becoming a Jesus follower. It's not about knowing something, but it's about doing something. It's about, it's about how I live my life. And so it's not about information. It's not even about inspiration, but about transformation. Meaning when I hear the teachings of Jesus, they change my life. Instead of me building on sands, the sand, on sands of sin, my life is not being built on the foundation of Jesus, but as I build, I'm building with the teachings of Jesus, not just by knowing them. I didn't just memorize them. They, have, they affect and they influence every decision I make. They influence how I talk, how I interact with my spouse, how I handle my kids, how I handle my finances. See, the teachings of Jesus are godliness. It's living out the right relationship with God. It's living allowing God to live through me. Is God living through you in the way you speak, in the way you handle your finances, in the, in the way you handle your business relationships, in, in the way you handle your taxes, in the, in the way you handle what you, what you allow to entertain you? That's godliness. What would God do in this circumstance? And then the good thing is I, I love the apostle Paul, the way he writes is pretty intense. But I appreciate that he kind of concludes this passage with a little encouragement. You guys want it? You want it? Because you're, you're, right now you're like, whoa, this is heavy. All right, he encourages, he concludes it this way. Let me just read this to you. He says, okay, all of that based on or in, as you live that way, you gain in the hope of eternal life. 
which God who does not lie promised before the beginning of time. Isn't that cool? He goes, look, when you build what lasts, because you built on what lasts, with what lasts, then the only thing you've got to do is hold fast. Storms are hammering you. Your mind is getting knocked around. The winds of the world you live in are battering your emotions. And he goes, hold fast. Just don't let up now. Don't quit. You've built your life on faith in Jesus Christ. You've rebuilt your entire existence on the teachings of Jesus. You've allowed the words of Jesus to guide your decisions, to guide your thinking, to guide your marriage, to guide your parenting, to guiding every aspect of your life. And now you're sitting there listening to the news and you're getting all upset. And he's basically saying, calm down, hold fast. Because God is not like your culture. You live in a culture of liars. You live in a culture of pirates. You live in a culture where there's hidden agendas and people who are drunk making big decisions. Calm down, hold fast, because your faith is not anchored on the culture you live in. Your life is not built on the Cretan codes. Your life is anchored on Jesus. So just hold fast. And I'm not just being like, bunker down, scared out of your mind. He's like, come on guys, hold fast. Pick up your heads, put a smile on your face. You got it together. Your life isn't crashing. I want to challenge you. When you build what lasts, because you built on what lasts, Jesus is the foundation of your life. Through faith in him, you're beginning to build your life. And you're building with what lasts, on the teachings of Jesus, the knowledge of truth that leads to godliness, then you can just hold fast. You don't have to let the news shake you. You don't have to let the ups and downs of the economy rock you. You don't have to let everything you read on the internet scare you out of your mind. I would almost be like, stop it, hold fast. Man, hold on to your faith. Believe that God is in control. Believe that God has got this. This is no passive faith. This is an active living out your devotion to God. And when you actively live this out, you can hold fast and you can hold your head high. You don't have to walk around scared out of your mind like the rest of the world is scared out of their minds. Hold fast. So I want to challenge you as we conclude this. Where are you at right now? What are you, what are you building your life on? What's anchoring your life? Maybe right now your life feels like sand. And you need to begin new by putting your faith in Jesus Christ as the rock. If that's where you're at, then you, you take this moment and you make a commitment of faith in Jesus. For others of you, you believe in Jesus, but man, you're building cheap stuff with your life. It's time to devote your life to building your life on the teachings of Jesus, with the teachings of Jesus, and begin to live a godly life. Some of you, you've been building your life in a godly way, but you're scared out of your mind. It's time for you to hold fast. So can I encourage you, would you pause right now? Just close your eyes. We believe that God's spirit is present here and he just wants to speak to your spirit. Would you allow God to encourage you? And you take a moment, would you pray? And you make a commitment to God right now. Would you do that? Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church, located in Hagerstown, Maryland. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.